There are shows in this world that we will never fully understand, understand, except Ghost Adventures. We have watched every episode to build our obsession, our fandom, watching alongside each other because no one we know really gives a damn, gives a damn. Watching Zack and crew catch groundbreaking proof of the paranormal, inspiring us to explore our own interest in otherworldly phenomena. This is our podcast. We are Paranormal Kuntas. And we're back, everybody! Shit, I didn't know Xena was here. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Bitch, it's Leah the Warrior Princess. <laughs> and this Bethany, I guess you're fucking like Gabrielle-esque sidekick. I don't know. Hey everybody, it's the Paranormal Puthas. <laughs> and we're here with season one episode of Ghost Adventures called The Former Psychiatric Hospital. <laughs> How vague. Yeah, well, what a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. Let's name this one The Former <laughs> Psychiatric <laughs> Hospital. <sighs> Anyways... <laughs> So this hospital is in New Jersey, and the reason they called it the former psychiatric hospital, <laughs> the FPH, is that they couldn't give away like the exact name or location. But after like a really quick, simple Google search, we found that it was in Cedar Grove, New Jersey, and it was the Overbrook Asylum that they went to. Yeah, I think what did Zach say? The home of the Sopranos and the Toxic Avenger. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's right, he did. Yeah, so a little bit more about Overbrook. We have during the investigation or the interview part of the investigation, historian Bobby Williams joins us uh, and educates the audience that it was built in 1895. Now, apparently the area and the land that it's on, it was used for all types of stuff, housing, obviously, but they farmed their crops and yeah. it was like own, their own little village. Like their they didn't community. have to go anywhere for anything. They did it all on site. Now, with this being a psychiatric hospital, he goes in to explain some of the practices that they did there, um, one of them being hydrotherapy, which is apparently when someone is having um, some type of fit, um, they use lukewarm water to kind of calm them. Um, and that was really interesting to hear, especially when we're discussing paranormal um, and how water is an element that impacts and records and, and stuff like that. So I think that's kind of interesting to hear that this was a method, um, as well as diathermics, uh, electrodes uh, to the head is really what that is. Electric shock therapy. therapy. Yeah, yeah. And that's always crazy to hear. For me, I, I, this is going to sound kind of horrible. I always think of the scene, if anybody's seen the Beverly Hillbillies, yes. uh, the movie, yeah. and grannies, they're all, nee, 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 nee. <laughs> and they got granny getting electroshocked. And that's just so, and that's like in the 90s. And I don't think that we use electroshock therapy I don't anymore. Know. But Who knows? I, I could be wrong. Up. But that's what I thought about when uh, Mr. Williams is breaking down the history. Uh, on the darker side of the history, though, they experienced upwards of 10,000 deaths uh, at this location. And I think some, uh, what was the quote? Just uh, a, He said that people, quote, wasted away mm. by the thousands and that, that they died over the winter. They wasted away because uh, like the heating system broke during mm. a really intense winter. And so they just kind of froze. And that's what kind of leads to um, this psychiatric hospital being a really intense haunt. Yeah, Zach said that he was drawn to the the location due to the idea of like the crazy, dangerous 
ghosts, like the idea that they are mentally unstable ghosts. Yeah, I th- what's he say? He's like, uh, that's what we like, uh, and that's why we're here, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and that's crazy to think, but it's it's true. Uh, some of my favorite episodes of Ghost Adventures really kick off with this one, and a lot of other hospitals. Um, and even prisons that they visit due to the level of being environments that really aren't pleasant to begin with. So the spirits are pretty restless. Oh, another part of the investigation that I really liked, um, we bring out Tom Hamilton and John DiGiorno? DiGiorno? DiGiorno pizza? (laughs) I don't know. Uh, (laughs) But they bring these guys in because um, they were taking pictures of the area. And I think that they're not paranormal investigators. I think these guys were just working on renovations in the building. Mm -hmm. So they're taking pictures of the work that they're going to have to do. And within those photos, they captured um, some really solid orbs uh, that Zach was pretty impressed by. Yeah, that was cool. And they also talked to this dude, Chris, who made like an indie film there. Like he used it as a location in his film and he caught an EVP like they he, like he had like a doctor talking to like a little kid and, and they heard someone respond to the doctor's question, but it wasn't the kid. Yeah. Yeah. So that one was a really cool EVP. And uh, again, the crew was impressed. So uh, we're kind of impressed by it, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The the interviews on this one were I, I felt like a really good and a lot of fun to listen to. So what I, I can't remember if it's Bobby, the historian, Bobby Williams, or if it's this Tom and John guy that take Zach kind of on a tour of the location. And um, this is where they kind of go underneath the building into these tunnels. And yeah. it's like you would assume that maybe it's like some punk local kids <laughs> like breaking into the a sane house and, and spray painting the word death with arrows everywhere. Um, but Zach's like stops at every time that they see the word death mm-hmm. and he's like, death this way and he's like that's where we're going and like takes off walking real slow like his arms are out like he's taking up all this space and so uh we see that a lot and then i think there's a point where it's like six 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 on the wall and he's like whoa let's go that way yeah (laughs) yeah i think there's even one that says like satan yeah yeah uh, death this way i think at one point he calls it it's like the black brick road Like a, a road to death <laughs> yeah so uh cheesy but it was fun to hear but yeah it, it was fun to watch them kind of explore those tunnels down there there's always dang tunnels um <laughs> they're always going down tunnels and in those tunnels um he stresses that they have to wear masks because um there are signs that say like black mold asbestos because right, right. this building is so run down so they bring like some really intense intense masks into this one and they also come across a morgue um which they kind of explore later um but it was just creepy to see and it's and it's so fun to watch zach make a show out of everything you know he's like this is where uh dead bodies laid like you know like he pulls the like the tray out where they would lay the body he he goes is this how they would do it and like pulls the tray out (laughs) and then pushes it back and closes the door and the guy's like yeah yeah (laughs) you just pull it in and out bro that's how that works yeah (laughs) you did it it, it's just his showmanship i love his showmanship in this one so yeah there's uh i guess uh i'll talk about it now that moment when they're about to go into lockdown um it's it's probably like eight or something o'clock at night the sun's going down and he's kind of given like a rundown to to nick and aaron and they're kind of deciding where they're going to go what they're going to do and once the camera flips to night vision 
he starts talking and being Zach Bergen's like <laughs> like it's just that showmanship man where he's like all right we're gonna go over here we're gonna do this and now we're investigating like <laughs> hell yeah dude I mean I love it I he's, love it he's the Batman of the paranormal right <laughs> like in day he's Bruce Wayne just Zach Bergen's whatever yeah. but night vision's on and he's Zach Bagans of Ghost Adventures, Zach, you know, like <laughs> Zach Bagans. <laughs> so I guess with the with a little bit of that background, we can uh, kind of talk maybe about some of the haunts that we start experiencing throughout the building. Yeah, I feel like there's not a lot of before stuff on this one, or like history, because yeah. you know they didn't give us, they couldn't give us a lot on this one because they were trying to keep the location a secret or right. private. But the interviews were really good. Um, and then I feel like the meat of this episode really was in the haunts. Yeah, for sure. So I guess that means it's time. Honorable haunts. And skimpy scales. <laughs> Honorable haunts and skimpy scales. It's my favorite time. <laughs> so what do you what do you think? What what were some of the skimpy ones for you? I can't say it's tech, but they use trigger objects in this one. Oh yeah. Right? Um now I put it in the skimpies because Zach puts on a straight jacket and he sits in a chair and he's like calling on a nurse he's like nurse i need help come <laughs> like he's being real extra and he's in a straight jacket so i don't know the trigger object is fun and a lot of times we get something but for us not to get anything for a couple minutes when he's in that straight jacket kind of landed in the skimpies for me yeah but i think it makes sense to, to talk about it now because i do consider trigger objects a part of the tech yeah it's just a strategy you know the feelings yeah Another thing um, in this episode is that Nick, pretty early on, Nick starts saying that he's feeling sad. Yeah. Um, and I think this is really early on for them and they haven't developed like their full empathy or empathetic like sensitivity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but Nick later on in the series becomes really sensitive and kind of you get a lot of stuff, good evidence around him. Um, but this early in the game, he's just kind of like, oh, I feel sad. <laughs> I feel sad, Cotton. <laughs> and it's not so much like scary for like the viewer because you're not experiencing right. it. You're not seeing it. So I put it as a skimpy scare. But it as, grows. Yeah, it grows. And as someone um, who believes in the paranormal, if you were experiencing that, that would be kind of crazy to feel an, another entity's right. sadness. Um, and there was also another moment later uh, where he says he starts to feel crazy. Yeah. And again, yeah. I think that that's a spirit kind of like me like, OK, there's an empath here. I'm going to try to start taking over their body kind of thing. Yeah. And Zach has a moment like that, too, where he really starts to just freak out. Like we're not hearing anything. We're not seeing anything. And he kind of starts moving, um, you know, weird. And he's like, there's people following us. They're following us. And he starts to panic. But again, the audience doesn't hear or see anything. So for me, it's kind of skimpy because we're not experiencing it directly. But um, again, to Bethany's point, they're kind of growing their ability to feel these things. And, and I think they're picking up on that a little bit more. I feel like that was all the skimpies. Yeah, me, not though. a lot. Not a lot, which one, is great. Yeah, it's always great when there's only one or two skimpies because that means the rest of them are honorable. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you were channeling Chris Farley. That is correct. 
yeah, no, this one was really juicy. Um, I think it was when he was in the straitjacket. Like you said, it didn't happen for a long time. Mm-hmm. But I think we did get a voice. Yes, we get the help, help me. Or was right? it the help me? Was help it the me. help me? Yes. Yeah, you're right. Help me. Because again, he's he's asking for the nurse and all this kind of help. And then he starts talking to like people that could have been in that situation. And it's like, you know, is this where you were? Is this what, you know, your life was like? And then you hear the help me. And it's like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, pretty brutal and pretty intelligent, too. And a little earlier on, they had another EVP that I think Aaron got. And it said, hello. Mm-hmm. And Aaron. And was like, oh my god! <laughs> he was like freaking out. Sticking with EVPs, we got some really good ones, and of course they chalk it up because there's a story earlier, and I'm, I don't think we mentioned it, where they mention a, a nurse roaming the halls oh, yeah. uh, in the interviews, but we get a female voice, uh, and some of them. So when Zach's speaking to the nurse, he's trying to speak to this nurse that has apparently been seen before already by other um, visitors to the location. So, but we pick up this female voice. Uh, and then again, we pick up a female singing uh, and stuff like that, or kind of like a light hum, yeah, which is also really creepy to hear in what was once a psychiatric house. <laughs> like, I don't know, like this creepy kind of like. I don't know. Like you would think there's someone who might not be in their right mind kind of roaming the halls and, and humming these, you know, this creepy kind of music. So to hear that in EVP was was pretty honorable for me. Yeah, that was creepy as hell. They also had another EVP. So later on, Nick uh, goes into that morgue that Zach was mm. playing around with earlier. <laughs> And they lock Nick up in one of those like slots where the body's going. Oh my God. It is crazy. Like I got claustrophobia just like watching it. Like I can't imagine how hot it is in there. How awful. Um, So he's in there and they get an EVP that says die. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. That was, that one was brutal. And that's all we really get while Nick's in the laying in the morgue other than him losing his shit and like starting to feel like, okay, I need to get out of here. Like it's creepy. It's pitch black. I couldn't imagine doing that. I would never do that. So kudos to Nick Groffer laying in the morgue. No joke. That, that is like towards the end. He's in there for like 56 minutes and some change. Upwards of an hour. Yeah. Yeah, About an hour. And around towards the end of that hour, he's that's when he's like, I'm going crazy. Ah! And he's like trying to kick his way out. It is so intense. Um, but there's also, oh, my God. The moment he gets in to the little morgue <laughs> slot, so cheesy. He's like, now I know what it feels like to die. It's not fun. And I'm like, bro, you do not know what it feels like to die just because you're laying on a morgue tray. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> I laughed pretty hard when he said that. Like, they say some pretty cheesy shit. And, yeah. You know, so do we, but we can edit that out. <laughs> like, you think that they'd edit theirs out. Nope. Well, maybe again, it's that showmanship. Yeah. You know, because Nick is also really, you know, much like Zach. Nick yeah. is a lot like Zach. And it's so funny. Again, going back, I, I didn't really pick up on that right. when we were first watching it and having seen it for 23 seasons going back you're like crap these guys are like the exact same dude <laughs> I guess that's why there was only room for one right <laughs> sorry Nick I'll see no shade 
<laughs> sizzle, sizzle. But uh, no, that's a really good one. I think for me, after that, um, sticking with Nick, right? So they get him out of the morgue. Uh, Bethany mentioned that we hear die. And then while Nick's standing there and he's kind of telling the guys what he was feeling while laying in, on the morgue tray, we see an orb kind of come out of his lower back area and then it kind of hovers and then swoops around to the right side of his face and then a couple seconds later he's like oh man like something really hurts on my face like I feel like I got hit and then we actually see what kind of resembles a handprint like slapped across his face yeah so that one was pretty brutal because again we have the EVP we see the orb and then we have something physical happen to Nick so the three punches all in that same period of time were really solid. Yeah, that was really cool. And this is our second episode in a row where we had one of the guys get like assaulted. Yeah, physical contact. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's pretty brutal. That's always good stuff. Something not not exactly a scare or anything, but something I thought was kind of crazy is around that time when Nick is in the morgue and they're all feeling like they're going crazy um, and Nick is kicking his way out. Um, Zach and Aaron get lost in oh, the yeah. tunnels like and they're running trying to find Nick because they're all on walkies and Nick's like get me out of here <laughs> I would be too yeah. I'm like, you ain't putting me in that thing in the first place but um, they're they're running and, and that scared me like that kind of got my heart racing just like that whole scenario of like we're in pitch blackness right right can't see anything yeah. pitch dark and you're running around some abandoned asylum trying to find your friend who is stuck in the morgue. <laughs> and what's crazy about that is, I don't know if you remember this, because Zach says, we were like 10 feet away from you, but they couldn't get to Nick. Like something yeah. about them. Like That's they were right. kind of. They got dis- locked yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. They got like disoriented. Did. Yeah. So they were really close to Nick apparently at the end of it all, but they couldn't find their way to him. So that's an another thing kind of feeding into their feelings. Right. And maybe something kind of messing with them mentally and, yeah. and stirring up some stuff for them, making them feel like they're lost when in all actuality, they probably really, they really weren't. Yeah. yeah they like, were just across the hall. Yeah, he was like, we were like 10 feet away from you. <laughs> but Aaron and Zach were, you know, exploring the tunnels. They tried to like retrace their steps. And one of the doors they went through was locked. Like it, they had gotten locked. And then they tried it again, like later and they got through. Like, yeah, it was just kind of it was just like a really weird, disorienting scenario. And that freaked me out. No, for sure. Yeah. So that one was a, an honorable one for sure. And I think maybe the cherry on top of yeah. the honorable haunts. Oh, man, this one gave me chills. It was totally brutal, completely crazy. We're down. Are we in the tunnels at this point? Yeah, I think it was the tunnels. Yeah. So all three guys are together. They're in the tunnels. Order of, uh, right, they're walking in. It's Zach, and then it's Nick, and then it's Aaron. They're all recording, and then Zach just freaks out. Um, He's like, there's a hand. And we're like, what? Like, at first, we don't see anything, right? And then we realize, uh, we review the footage, and you see Zach's shadow. And then from right behind his back, you see a hand just kind of come out, almost like, come here, child. Like, yeah, it's doing this like weird... it's trying to scoop him in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's, and then when they go back to review it, you see everybody and how they're moving and how they're standing. And there is no explanation for that hand. It's not Nick's, it's not Aaron's, it's not Zach's. And this hand comes out of fucking nowhere. It's crazy. Yeah. And I thought it was cool that they didn't catch it on any of the other cameras. Like you said, you don't see any. It's just so I just such a crazy thing. I wanted to stress like you. He's the only one that 
saw it with his own eyes. Yeah. And captured it. It's and nuts. that thing was creepy. It's super creepy. And not only that, at the same time, what's always fun for us is that you see an anomaly come out of, or like kind of in between Zach or around Zach. So the anomaly hits. Zach starts freaking out, sees the hand. And I, I have here noted that we got some crazy spikage too. So mm-hmm. Aaron has to be with the EMF and then mentions that they got some spike on the um, electromagnetic field reader. So again, an indication and we see it visually. We get it with the tech um, to validate it. And it was just a really intense haunt. I feel like, you know, anyone who's like discredits, you know, ghost adventures or paranormal investigators, like, come on, man, you have multiple pieces of separate technology Mm -hmm. that are telling you something ain't right. Right. And you're still going to sit here and be like, ghosts don't exist. Like, (laughs) nah, man, that was some good stuff. I'm just saying, you know. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's that credibility you know (laughs) (laughs) they're credible it's so good so that for me was the top honorable haunt same here awesome so i think that leads us to zach's fashion fall <laughs> Zach's fashion info. Oh, you guys know what we're going to talk about. It's the affliction tea of the episode. Love it. Love it. This one's like a scene out of Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> like the Boz Lerman one. Yeah, right. right? Yeah. The real, the Leonardo. And yeah. Anna. What's her Claire face? Names. Claire Danes. Yeah. So it's, it's bright. It's beautiful. It's extra af <laughs> but, but i don't even know what was on it was it like an eagle or like it to me i, I wrote down four horsemen of the apocalypse like, it looked like a fucking skeleton on a horse there's like an eagle i don't know what the hell was going on <laughs> it was the most like my eyes it was too much for my eyes to take in my, my mind couldn't process it um <laughs> but it was great and uh it, it made it to the fashion faux oz because it's a top-notch affliction tease yeah and it was bedazzled yeah and and, and we're just telling you okay affliction teas are ghost adventure staples <laughs> for a very long time oh yeah and they just get better and better mm-hmm. every episode um, and then what else did i have here i have oh, nick oh. we mentioned in the honorable haunt skimpy scares nick being in the morgue right he starts to lose his shit and he's trying to kick his way out of the morgue with that we see his shoes <laughs> oh nick if he had anything to fear in that morgue it was on his fucking feet <laughs> It was the shoes on his feet. They're like these weird bowler shoes. Yeah. Like, oh my, the worst shoes. Um, I, I have here, they're probably Skechers. Yeah, I think they are Skechers because Skechers used to make shoes that looked like weird bowling shoes. So weird. And yeah. if I'm being completely honest with myself, I think I had a pair of these shoes. I think you did too. I think you, I think that's why we know they're Skechers. And they had like a square toe. Yeah, they weren't like a narrow toe. toe. They were like a square toe. <laughs> I'll tell you this. Being a fat girl in middle school, you do not want to rock bowler <laughs> shoes or high school. Do not rock bowler shoes, okay? Listen to me. Heed my warning. <laughs> if you're a plus size girl, do not wear bowler shoes. Yeah. You're in for just a really bad time. <laughs> uh, so I saw these shoes had horrible flashbacks and had to throw them into my fashion faux uh, uh What else did we have here? Oh, they used the masks we mentioned. Yeah, I threw them in my fashion just because in this episode they're just kind of needed because the black mold 
and all this stuff. Um, but the guys get really heavy with the mask usage uh, as they get older and as they do more investigating, their bodies just can't kind of take that type of stuff anymore. So they, yeah, they get I mean, hardcore. no one really should um, risk their bodies like that. But I think Zach develops like a lung mm-hmm. issue because he, they investigate so many places. Yeah. Um, then we have, uh, of course we mentioned Zach's hats and this one wasn't too bad. It's actually just like a baseball cap. It's not bad. Solid black, but it is kind of like velvety. Like, is that velvet? <laughs> uh, but Zach does that and he still does that to this day, but we, we can appreciate that. I'd rather him wear a suede freaking baseball cap than a um fledora or a <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or a bowler hat. no i totally agree i actually really like when zach starts wearing the like what do they call like trucker hats baseball hats yeah, whatever yeah. just like your generic hat and they're like black corduroy or yeah. black velvet i'm such a sucker <laughs> for black velvet i'm wearing black velvet right now actually <laughs> that's all like i really like those hats um when he, when he starts wearing those. Yeah. So that was, uh, that, those were the noteworthy moments, uh, in fashion for me. Uh, yeah, same here. And of course, as always, Aaron is just there and steady, 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 steady Aaron fashions. Yeah. Appreciate him. Covered the history, the haunts, the fashion. So I think it's time to rate this baby. I, uh, rated former psychiatric hospital, a, four claws oh wow i thought you were gonna give it a five. Ooh, no <laughs> I, I gave it a four really great stuff the hand is epic um but again and i've mentioned before i cannot stop myself from comparing to the full body of work that we're going to discuss with everybody so in this moment i i gave it a four the hand's brutal but the hand is why it got a four if that hand wasn't there it'd been a three claws for me dang. a whole claw that, <laughs> hand, whole that claw. hand gets a whole claw <laughs> dang well shoot maybe i'm being lenient i gave it five claws mm. yeah i really liked this one i had a lot of fun watching it like i said my heart was racing i was freaking out <laughs> and it was such a fun episode to watch overall and i think they got some really good evidence yeah um i like that uh they took the hand shadow evidence to someone else to get it analyzed i always like oh, when they yeah, get, yeah yeah i always like when they get a second opinion right um and analyze that hand and, and it was cool and they do that really early <laughs> early on uh Again, because in this intro, they don't talk about their credibility, right? But later, yeah. uh, they say they've worked years to build their credibility. And we get to see them building that yeah. in these early episodes. Because upwards now, season 23, they don't go to anybody. They're like, this is what we got. Yeah. We're done. Like, we don't need to talk to anybody. We know. Well, they work with, paranormal. like, a couple people. But, like, they're people that they've been working with for, for a years while. Yeah. and years. Yeah. So uh, they kind of build a network of people that they trust people that are credible <laughs> and and yeah they don't have to take um their evidence to any outside sources anymore right yeah so um but but again it's really cool to see and then i think even this guy they go to phoenix um to talk to this guy um brian and this is who bethany's talking about and he tells them you know hey this is like he's like i'm jealous y'all got some really great footage um awesome job but be careful yeah he was all like <laughs> be careful yeah honestly i felt like that be careful was a little salty a like, little be careful yeah like you be careful he's just mad he's, he's so mad. upset yeah. yeah he's so jealous that they got such good <laughs> stuff but again i do feel like that goes uh hand in hand with zach's being like uh an antagonizer he's yeah. a provocateur <laughs> of the spirits and he does get that evidence so uh, there you go 
Can't Top debate notch. it. <laughs> <laughs> you really can't. No. Great, great episode. Great footage. Um, we love the guys, but I'm feeling a little heavy. <laughs> you know, I'm feeling a little scared. So, baby sister, help me out. All right, let's do a little ritual. Hail to the guardians of the watchtowers of the East. The powers of air and invention. Hear me. How you feeling now? Oh, I feel so good. Where are we? Yeah. <laughs> Where am I? No, it's great stuff. We hope that you enjoyed a uh, former psychiatric hospital. I think yeah. we're out of here. Yeah. And until next time, I'm Leah. And I'm Bethany. And we're signing off with two besitos from these putitos. 